Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Yamamoto creates for McLeod. Costin. McLeod spins. Yamamoto looking for the net. Top of the left circle. Shot score! Tyler Yamamoto put it upstairs. And Edmonton takes a 5-4 lead. Well, that was a mighty big goal, wasn't it? Oilers now moving on to play Vegas. We got game seven tonight, Rangers and Devils. Almost 12 minutes into the first period. Still looking for the first goal in that game. Round two starts tomorrow. Panthers and Maple Leafs. We're going to get uh, perspectives from both those markets coming up later on in the show. And Seattle at Dallas. Seattle winning in Denver game seven last night what an amazing first round it's been seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three we got Jeff Merrick standing by from the Jeff Merrick show and the 32 thoughts podcast uh, first Kellen hit me up with a couple messages our old buddy Matt in a culvert tonight I, I just in. laugh every time I hear that handle <laughs> it's, just, it's probably a pretty warm is he culvert lying on his back too. is he crouching I, I don't know well today you could suntan in a culvert that's so hot, Maybe hot in that culvert uh, he says Reed Rassois scares me that's all he says. Is that it? Okay. That's it. Yep. Uh, I assume he means with his goaltending prowess, not his appearance. Yes. Well, um, he's played well. I mean, I don't know what else I can add to that. Does he scare me? I would say no. But, yeah, hot goaltender can sometimes be the difference. Having said that, it is the job of the offensive players to overcome good defending and excellent goaltending. And the Oilers have couple of the best guys uh, at doing that mm-hmm. and then we got one from mr tl as well who basically asks if shania is at rogers this friday no watch party but are they still doing the moss pit oh yeah yeah that's what i said yeah the uh the well maybe he didn't hear the uh ice the plaza and the fan park are open the plaza is what they call the moss pit right correct yeah Yeah. so that's the yeah. one so they are both open yes. you're right so the the plaza or the moss pit is the one on the south side of 104th Ave. Yes. Right in in the middle, like with the where the team store is and the hotel is on the one side. That's where mm-hmm. they had that 3x3 basketball tournament in the summer. Great yes. spot. And then the fan park, this is what I how I describe it to people who've lived in Edmonton a while. That's where the old casino got torn down. Right. And 101st and 104th. I was at the fan park on Saturday. A great time. Oh, you were? Okay, yes. nice. Cannot yeah. recommend it highly enough. Okay, perfect. Yes, so that's the outdoor fan assembly situations are still going to be there Friday. Again, uh, get there early. You know, be respectful. Be safe. Don't crowd people jostle people you just heard the news news story that unfortunately someone got a got a broken ankle from a barricade being knocked down so be smart be respectful it is hockey uh and uh but yeah those situations uh so wednesday watch party which i'll be at mm-hmm. and the outdoor stuff yep. friday 
no watch party. But outdoor stuff. Because Shania is uh, going to be feeling like a woman. And then the outdoor stuff will be a go. Right on. All right. I am pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports a very wise and entertaining man from the Jeff Merrick Show and the 32 Thoughts Podcast. It is Jeff Merrick. How are you doing, Jeff? Uh, Reed, I'm great. I'm at a, I'm at a rink, so I'm, uh, I'm very happy. This is my happy place outside of my home with all my family around. This is where I'm most comfortable with bad coffee and Zamboni fumes. <laughs> now, did you have a rink burger for dinner or have you eaten yet? What's the deal? You know what? And I'm standing right in front of the concession right now, and it's closed. So I'm staring at a fridge of pop. I'm looking at chips. I'm looking at a slushy machine. I'm looking at nachos. I'm looking at a coffee maker. I'm looking at a grill. And read none of it is available. To me. It's it's all it's all locked up. Okay, but you're a very I know. Like very, what what kind of what kind of God would allow this, Reed? You're a very healthy eater, from what I know from our past conversation. Would you actually eat any of the things that aren't available to you? My weakness. My weakness. I am powerless in the face of rink fries. That's my thing, man. I, I like, uh, 23 out of 24 hours, I really take care of myself and eat well and, you know, try to, you know, be, eat healthy and, you know, a good example and try to stay you know, healthy so I can, you know, exercise and have a good life. But when I get into an arena, especially if it's an arena that I've never been to before, because for whatever reason, I've always been fascinated and just love rink fries. I love the rink fries experience. If I haven't been to an arena, the first thing I do is I sample the rink fries. As a matter of fact, here's a little story for you. So the, the syndicated radio show that I do, it's called the Jeff Merrick Show. I hate that name. I don't want it to be called the Jeff Merrick Show. When they first proposed it to me, I said, that's a terrible name. I don't like, this is like, why don't you just call the show, oh, look, there's my navel. Like, hi, I'm Jeff Merrick. Welcome to the Jeff Merrick Show. They're like, what do you want to call it? I said, I want to call it Rink Fries because who doesn't love Rink Fries? <laughs> but they didn't bite. They said, no, it's going to be the Jeff Merrick Show. I'm like, oh, wow. Like, it's, and I, Am I going to broadcast in front of, like, a, a room full of mirrors while I just stare at myself? Anyway, Rink Fries, man. Come on. That is a That would be a great name for a show. I mean, you should write a book. Or maybe we'll get Ken Reed to write the book. He'll go around uh, and eat reader, ring fries. <laughs> or, or you know what? Just like ring fries around North America, like you go to all the all the dingy, you know, awful, you know, smelly rinks all over Canada, all over the United States, and rate the fries. You tell oh. me that's not up Ken Reed's alley. That's go a, ahead, Reed. Try to convince me yeah. that's not a Ken Reed special right there. That's a book right there. I, I mean, you get all the stories behind the rinks and the people making yeah. the fries and why so, everybody thinks theirs are the best. Yeah, incredible. You, you, you want to hear one? This is this is my favorite rink fry story. So Dale DeGray, former NHLer. Okay, so Dale DeGray is the general manager of the Owen Sound Attack. And if you've ever been to Owen Sound, uh, to the Harry Lumley Bayshore Arena, you'll know... They have arguably, again, because this is a controversial topic, the best rink fries in junior hockey. Now, I haven't been to every rink in the Western League. I haven't been to every rink in the Quebec League. I've been to the lion's share of rinks in the Ontario League. No fry comes close. So I was talking to DeGray about this a couple of years ago, and he starts laughing. And I'm like, okay, I get that it's kind of a cute story, Dale, but like, you're really laughing way too hard at this, you know, goofy thing that I have about ring fries. He goes, no, you'll never believe what we just did. I said, what's that? He goes, well, we just had the OHL draft two weeks ago. I drafted the kid of the guy who makes the fries here. 
that's, that's the kid's claim to fame. He's his dad makes the best fries in the and in all of the Ontario hockey. They drafted him like the the twelfth or fourteenth round. He he never you know he never ended up playing uh, in the OHL. He's uh, he ended up just playing tier two hockey, like a decent hockey player, but never made the jump to major junior. But it was just like a, a stroke of fate that here I am talking about rink fries and his rink fries at the Harry Lumley Bayshore Arena, and he drafted the guy's kid. That is my rink fries story because Reed, I try to have a story about everything in my life. My wife tells me. Well, that's why you're good at your job. You got to be a storyteller, and that's a beauty yeah. here on on Inside Sports. I'm sure we're going to get feedback now on rink fries in Alberta. So I welcome that. It's the best. Okay, okay, hang on, hang on, quick, quick one, quick one for your crowd. Yeah. Quick one for your crowd today. What do you have on your fries? When you go to when you go to rink fries, are you the standard ketchup guy? Are you the salt and vinegar guy? Because I used to be the salt and vinegar guy. Then I was mild ketchup guy, but now I am full on only mustard. Yeah, I would just be ketchup. Or quite frankly, plain. Like I, I would have some plain first because I gotta see if you can't impress me plain, then how are you gonna impress me with with condiments? Because part I'm glad you asked that, because part of the test is how does the fry hold up to the condiments? See, it's not going to be a good fry if it wilts. Like, you know, it's, it's only going to be a good fry if it can defend itself. And it's got to be able to hold something substantial. And in this case, that's either ketchup, as you mentioned, or my jam, that's mustard. You've thought about this. That's... That's Dude, both. you thought I was kidding? <laughs> no, I didn't think you were kidding. I, I didn't know you put quite that I'm much I'm serious about it. this. Um, oh, yeah, man. I, I'm both impressed and alarmed, I guess, would be... <laughs> And you left, and and and, pro- and and since we've known each other for a number of years, probably a little disappointed, Reed. Yeah, You're probably a little disappointed in me yeah. too, bud. No comment. Uh, that's that's incredible. Rink fries. Let us know yeah, the best. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. All right. Uh, we did have you on for what else is going on that we would talk to you about. Oh yeah, nah, Stanley Cup. I, I don't know. Hey, you're you're down in that thing they call the GTA. How's everybody doing yeah. there? Oh, are you kidding? The streets are paved with gold. Now, this is like, you know, immigrant fantasies coming to Toronto, coming to America, jobs for everybody. The future is bright. Oh, look, the sun is extra bright. The beer is extra cold. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, this market when it comes to hockey sort of exists in one state, and that's panic, right? And so that just went away as, you know, John Tavares bounced the puck off Darren Radish on Saturday um, into the Tampa Bay Lightning net. And I think part of it, like, I'll be honest with you, Reed, part of it is euphoria. And, like, I'm really happy for, like, I'm really happy for fans that have endured for a long time. Like, you know, when the Los Angeles Kings finally won the Stanley Cup, I was really happy for Kings fans. You know, when the Carolina Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup in 06, really happy for Kings fans, ditto for Anaheim Ducks fans. But, like, Washington, when they finally won the Stanley Cup, I was really happy because they're, like, some great hockey fans that have just been through it over and over and over again. So a big part of me is really happy for Maple Leafs fans, long, long suffering. But I got to be honest with you, there's a part of me that that really thinks, I don't know that they know what to do with themselves now. <laughs> like they've had this, you know, like for 19 years, they've had this boogeyman that's been the first round. Like, okay, you slay the dragon, now what? And... As much as I am from a player's point of view, like I'm really curious now to see how the Maple Leafs play without, you know, without this this piano they've all been carrying on their backs, like without the weight of history weighing them down, Reed. I'm really curious to see how this team performs. 
But from a fan's point of view, I have no, I mean, certainly they're going to be excited. They're going to be euphoric. They're going to be like, oh, this is great. Celebrations and all, and all that. I don't know if they really know how to feel now, right? Like it's a big celebration. You saw them. I mean, they popped like the cork out of a champagne bottle. Like I'm sure you've seen all the videos, right? Right after that, after that, we've all, we've all had a, had a look at it. Maple Leaf Square, the whole deal. Everyone's had a look at what this feels like. That's only the first round, right? Like that looks like a Stanley Cup celebration. Do they know what to do with themselves? I don't really know that I'm sure, Reed, but I'm just happy they finally got over that hurdle. Where it's going to lead, I have no clue, but I'm really happy that, you know, for these long-suffering fans, they finally got past that hurdle. All right. And the Oilers, once again, cleared the hurdle of the LA Kings in the first round. I just double-checked before we came on because I was pretty sure, but I I wanted to double-check, and I did remember correctly. At the beginning of the playoffs on sportsnet.ca, you yeah. uh, picked the Oilers not just to beat the Kings, but to win the yeah. Stanley Cup. Correct. Uh, I'm very optimistic on the Oilers' chances as well. But I'll just, in terms of beating the Kings, you thought it was going to happen. Yes. Anything surprise you about how it happened? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I, nothing really surprised I, mean, I don't want to sound like I'm some genius, like, oh, no, I, I knew it was going to go ex- exactly like this. I mean, I knew the Los Angeles Kings were going to put up a, a, a real big fight. Um, I'll tell you, you know, th- there was one thing that, that, that did surprise me. And if my prediction is right and Edmonton wins the Stanley Cup, I'm going to go back to one moment. There's one moment, and that is uh, the Los Angeles Kings go up 3 nothing in that first period. Jack Campbell comes in for Stuart Skinner and the save that he made on Victor Arvidsson. That save to me, because that makes it for nothing. That save to me, I don't want to say it is the playoffs or it is the season, but I don't know if we're sitting here having this conversation if Campbell doesn't make that save on Arvidsson. All right. Cause Edmonton scores the three goals and we're all tied up and we're heading to the third period and the, you know the the Oilers attach the the jet to their to their backs and and they're off to the races. I really hope that through all of this, you know, Stuart Skinner leads the team to the promised land. All of it, McDavid, Drysdale, like everything that 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 we expect with this team. I really hope that history looks back. And here we are in the second round. I'm already talking about history. I'm already nos- I'm already nostalgic for something that hasn't hasn't happened. Like how much of a loser am I? No, that's but that's appropriate. I, I but I I really hope that history remembers that save because I always will. I remember that save, and I remember saying to myself, I wonder if Jack Campbell just saved Edmonton's season. They go on to win the game. They go on to win the series. I know it might not be. Well, I, I mean, it is a pretty sexy moment, but it's not like the, the big moment that everyone's going to remember from this series, but I always will. That was the save to me that kept them in, that kept the door open for the Edmonton comeback, which really began, you know, the Edmonton Oilers taking care of the Los Angeles Kings. But other yeah. than that, I don't know that I was necessarily surprised. I was just, again, like happy. Like I want Jack Campbell to do well. Like I know it hasn't been exactly a good year for Jack Campbell. Like, are you sensing a theme here? Like I just want people that have had tough times I just want things to get better you just want happiness which, which is nothing well, there's nothing well, wrong with wanting happiness you know what I, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you reed coming out of covid it really i mean it changed all of us but i think it really changed my perspective on a lot of things and a lot of things about sports 
And I just want people that have suffered for a long time to be happy and to have some relief. I take no delight in watching, you know, long-suffering fans continue to suffer. Like, I want the Vancouver Canucks to finally win the Stanley Cup one of these years. I know it's been really challenging. Like, I just want people that have stuck with it for so many decades to finally be rewarded and people that have had real tough goes. And by the end, Jack Campbell had a really tough go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we all know about the, the contract negotiations and how they you know, soured from day one and how the season has gone for Jack Campbell with the Edmonton Oilers. It wasn't supposed to be this way. That's why when he came on in relief and he really you know, helped salvage that game for the Oilers, I understand why they went to Stuart Skinner the next game. I get it. I totally understand. I was just happy that for, you know, for those two periods, Jack Campbell said, hold on, boys. I'm going to do what I can to help save the playoffs for us. And he did. Well, and, and I think there's a lot of storylines for long-suffering teams or fans. I, I mean, I mean, Seattle fans haven't seen a cup in 106 years. I mean, these people born in the 1880s are like, when am I going to see this again? Oh, just it'll be like the Chicago Cubs, right? And like yeah. kids, kids are bringing like the radio to to dad's grave to listen to the game yeah. with dad. That's right. Oh, we finally did it, dad. We. Finally... <laughs> oh, Jeff. Um, I, I know I say this every time you're on. But we got to do this more often because it is always uh, it is always a blast, and we'll have to try to find. Oh. But we got to bring you out to Edmonton, and we'll do like an hour together in studio. That'd be amazing. I'd love it, man. Listen, man, get to the Stanley Cup. Finally, I'm coming out then. I'm going to bore your audience for an hour. Oh, perfect. That'd be incredible. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you get back to the family stuff and the fries, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, pal. Be well, Reed. Thank you so much. Love Jeff Merrick <laughs> from the Jeff Merrick Show. He doesn't like the name and the 32 Thoughts podcast. Some thoughts on the Oilers, the Leafs, and rink fries. Jeff, very passionate about rink fries. I think we have some of your feedback coming in as well. 780-496-0063. We'll get to that. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6.30 Chad. Oilers in Vegas Wednesday, start time still to be determined. we got Goalie Doc on the Certainty Hotline. Hi, Goalie Doc. Oh, hi, Reed. Thanks for having me. Kind of Jeff kind of stole my, my thunder. I was going to call in about the goalies, but, you know, that, that save that uh, Jack Campbell made on, uh, on that play there, and even I was—I haven't been watching the game much. I've been listening, and I think it was Bob and I think it was Jack, and they had made the point that that, that was probably the save that could that may win the game and may win their the series for them. It felt so good for him. But if anybody questions his contract, just those two periods he's played, just the fact that he helped them come back in that game, is is a monumental. I don't know if it's like the Cujo save. But it's uh, but for the younger population, they'll probably remember that save. And uh, if they go on to win the, the Stanley Cup, just think about uh, how much money he's made for them because of the home games and stuff that they'll make off it. So I think I'm so happy for him. He played really well. To come off cold off the bench like that, if you've ever played goal, you know it's very difficult to do that. And so I'm just so happy for him, just like Jeff was as well, too. Goalie Doc, I always enjoy your phone calls. Thanks, man. Okay, take care. Goalie Doc, 780-496-0063. Uh, we have some rink fries messages coming in as well. Gord Stellick from Leafs Lunch will look at their second-round chances against the Panthers next. 
Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.